I'm Brad Locke, and you are listening to Prep Rally, a high school sports podcast brought to you by the Daily Journal and djournal.com. Welcome in, everyone. And uh, as you probably know, today is one of the biggest days of the year in sports. That's right, it's National Signing Day, the day when we learn where uh, top high school football prospects will be spending the next one to two years before hitting the transfer portal. <laughs> yeah, it's a good good time for everybody. Uh, lots of rainbows and unicorn farts and all that good stuff. But, hey, you know, we had a lot of kids around here signing with uh, D1 schools, a lot of Power 5 signees. So we'll get to that uh, in a little bit. We've got some basketball to talk about as well. Uh, we've got the Athlete of the Week nominees coming up. Uh, just uh, before we get going, I want to remind you, we come to you every Wednesday. You can find us uh, in iTunes, Spotify, or online at preprally.djournal.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at djournalsports. And thanks to our sponsor, Pizza Doctor. Find them at Midtown Point in Tupelo. Good stuff. we got the sausage today. we got the chicken Alfredo. Mmm, so good. Joining me today is Brendan, he who has never seen the movie Anchorman, apparently. Just learned that little tidbit. Along with a whole host of other movies. but Well, I'm, I can't really talk. There's a lot of movies I haven't seen that when I tell people, they they just look at me like, what is wrong with you? Basically how I looked at you a moment ago. Like, how have you not? Went, well, like, uh, you know, I grew up a little bit sheltered, okay? Maybe you did too. I don't know, but, uh, well... We're both Presbyterians, so that could explain it. (laughs) The frozen chosen, as we call ourselves. Okay, so that's okay. You're still young. You have time to to catch up. I've still got a lot of catching up to do, and I'm twice your age. So, wow, that just made me depressed to say that. Okay, Let's, let's get on. This is like earlier when we were talking about Drake Kirkpatrick's kid getting signed or whatever. Yeah, I was like, didn't he just graduate from Alabama? Good heavens. Now his son? Yeah. Uh, let's get back on course. Uh, basketball. Let's talk some basketball. You got out to a game last night. I did as well. Let's start with yours first. Pontotoc and New Hope boys. And Brendan, a New Hope uh, coming in undefeated. Pontotoc coming in, what, they were 9-6. and six. Been kind of an up-and-down start to the season, but they'd been playing better of late. And they played New Hope pretty tough. New Hope ended up winning 58-53, uh, to 53, but uh, I think Pontotoc showed something, didn't they? Yeah, it was kind of interesting last night. Um, I was trying to recall um, when I was at Pontotoc over the summer for summer basketball. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went back and looked at the story I wrote, and I totally forgot um, that they are, like, replacing their entire starting oh, yeah. five from last year. They lost just about everybody. Zane Tipler, uh, who's the point guard, he actually got hurt late last season. And, uh, of course, now I'm blanking out on all the other names because that's how bad my short-term memory is. But, yeah, they lost, like, 90, 95% of their production. But they've had some other guys step up, like McKinley Brown. He had, what, 17 last night? Yeah. Yeah, so how the I mean, how they look to you? They look like uh, probably a team that's a lot better than it was in the summer. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, they hung in there. You know, I didn't think it was going to be quite that way, but I mean, they were tied at halftime. 
mm-hmm. you know, and then New Hope went on like a 20 to two run to start the third quarter. And you're sitting there going, well, okay, well, this game's over. Um, and they just kind of found a way to just get back into it. Like I was looking at the score sheet and I was, I was like, you know, there wasn't really like one person dragging them back into this. I mean, right. McKinley had their, had the most points, but like most of them came in the first half. So it wasn't, you know, yeah. you know, probably, I don't know. It was just two points here from this person, two points from there, four, six, whatever. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the next thing you know, it's like, whoa, this is a single-digit game. And then it came down to, like, six. And I believe it got all the way down to two. Um, so it, it got – it was a game late. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, – it was a region game, so you hate to lose a region game if you're Pontotoc. But to me, that that's, that's what I would chalk up under a quality loss. There's a lot they can take from that game and um, get better from. So – uh, New Hope, I mean, they've got a lot of pieces back from last year. Like I said, they're undefeated, and uh, so they're just tough to deal with. A uh, game I was at, I went out to Hatley to check out uh, uh, a girls' game, Hatley hosting a Thrasher last night, and uh, ended up being a close game, kind of like yours. It was. It looked like Hatley was going to uh, run away with it in the third quarter. They got up by 14 points, ended up uh, having to hold on for a 62-60 win. Uh, the game started out pretty rough for Hatley, turned it over on like their first three possessions, had 15 turnovers in the first half, but, do, but so did Thrasher. So Hatley led at halftime by four or five points, but, uh, third quarter, they found a real good offensive rhythm, kept feeding Emma Wright in the post. She ended up with 24 points, 18 of those in the second half. And, uh, that just was not much Thrasher could do with her on the low block. Uh, Thrasher turned to Brooklyn Roberts a lot. She's a good young player, sophomore. Ended up with uh, uh, 19 points to lead the team, uh, but the, she was held to one point in the fourth quarter. Uh, good job by Hatley defensively, kind of frustrating her, making making life tough. Uh, Valerie Hester had 18 for Thrasher, but she fouled out with a couple of minutes left when the game was tight, so that was a huge blow to Thrasher. And uh, Hatley, which has, uh, I think, five seniors, uh, was able to kind of close things out, not in the prettiest fashion, the turnovers started happening again in the fourth quarter, uh, which helped uh, get Thrasher back in the game. But they never lost the lead and end up with a, with a 62-60 win. That improves Hatley to 13-5. And and if you've – well, you haven't been here long enough to know, but Hatley basketball has not been, what you would say, uh, relevant in a while. Now, the last time that they won 20 games was when their current head coach, Shelly Scott, was a senior which was way back in o two o three season. So if they got a chance to get back to that mark this year, they're just seven away, and this is her third year as head coach, and she's got, like I said, a bunch of seniors, some good experience. And, you know, when they were really clicking offensively in the third quarter, I was like, okay, this is a good-looking team. It's, was, but they, they, they did have the issues with the turnovers, like I said. I think they ended up with 28 for the game. But we're able to turn over Thrasher a lot as well, so – uh, I, I like, uh, like I said, Emma Wright had a big game. Uh, liked uh, what I saw from her. Uh, liked what I saw from a Kelsey Coffee off the bench. Uh, had 12 points and then a real good balance. Gracie Dillard had 12, as did Madison Witt. So uh, there you go. Uh, that was my game last night. Back on Saturday, I covered the Lee County uh, tournament. Actually, it was there Friday and Saturday. Saltillo's boys win the tournament against Tupelo. Tupelo's first time playing in this event in 19 years. Tupelo's girls did win uh, the title uh, this year, but uh, then Saltillo's boys prevented the sweep 
with a 50 to 47 win against Tupelo. Uh, did a really good job. Caden Howell, as you'd expect, had a good game. Uh, 20 points, got hurt late in that game with about three minutes left. Uh, hurt his ankle, was out for the game, but Saltillo still found a way. Uh, Gunnar Wesson hit a big three pointer to put his team ahead 50 to 47, and that lead held. Uh, for the Tigers, uh, and they captured the Lee County Tournament title. So congrats to them and to Tupelo's girls. Uh, okay, let's get into the signing day stuff. We have – I haven't gone back and, like, done the math on this, but I feel like we have more D1 football signings this year than we've had it in a long time in this area. Uh, most of those guys uh, signed today. And uh, I was out at the Tupelo event where Shamar Darden uh, signed with Ole Miss. He's been committed to them. Since uh, late June, suffered the, an ankle injury in week three that kept him out the rest of the season. But Ole Miss stuck with him, and he stuck with Ole Miss, and uh, he made it official on Wednesday. He's a defensive back, can play corner or safety. He expects he'll end up being uh, safety for Ole Miss. But uh, still healing from the ankle, but it looks better. I mean, he's walking around like normal, so, you know, he'll get in there uh, next month, actually. Uh, Tupelo had six, has six guys signing. Uh, for Juco, Darden, and then Tristan Jernigan will announce on Friday. He's a an SEC guy. Uh, all six of them will be January enrollees, Brendan, which I thought was impressive. So allows you to get in there, get acclimated early, so you're not just like head spinning in August. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, I'm sorry if I'm if I'm just blanking here, and you mentioned it, but I think also Jalen Washington is early. It's is either it, it was either Washington it? or Eccles. Yeah, I was out of Houston earlier, and I'm sorry, my brain's a little fried. That's yeah, okay. Uh, yes, yeah, so Houston had two signing uh, D1 today. As he mentioned, Jalen Washington, the running back with Southern Miss. William Eccles, the offensive and defensive lineman, uh, signing with Ole Miss. And uh, also we had Kobe Williams of Amory, the uh, offensive uh, lineman signing with Memphis. Had uh, offensive lineman Isaiah Autry of Itawamba AHS signing with Oklahoma. Of course, and then we had uh, Cannon Daniels of West Point. The running back signing with Florida. His teammate Zay Lowry signing with USM. Think who else? Jathan Hatch has officially signed. He put it on Twitter. He's not having a ceremony until next month. But the Biggersville uh, running back in safety has signed with Louisville. You had a uh, Trey Petty, Starkville quarterback, signed today with Illinois. Braylon Burnside will make his decision or his announcement on January 3rd at the Under Armour game. And I mentioned a moment ago, Tristan Jernigan of Tupelo, the linebacker, originally committed to Texas A&M. They made that coaching change. He reopened his recruitment. He'll make his announcement on Friday at 4 o'clock at the Boys and Girls Club of Tupelo. Hope everybody listening wrote that down. There will be a test later. Yes. (laughs) I mean, that's that's a lot of D1 talent coming out of this area, man. And I know you haven't been here long enough to have an appreciation for it, but it's more than usual this year, which – I mean, Mississippi's always had, like, one of the biggest pools of talent per capita in football, high school football. But this year it seems extra deep. And so uh, congrats to all those kids, and I hope they all do well at the next level. Um, Brad, no, and, and uh, Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, I was just kind of control-effing through the uh, transcript that I have from uh-huh. earlier. It was Jalen Washington. He mentioned that he was enrolling early. So Okay, he is. Okay, yeah. good deal. Um what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, no no surprises, really. I guess the only surprise we'll have is possibly Jernigan on Friday because we don't know if he's going to stick with a and I know Ole Miss and State are both on him. Uh, so that'll 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 be uh, – James will be at that one because I'm taking you to the airport on Friday. 
Road trip to Memphis. Yeah, Brad, you're going to be by yourself if you do a podcast next week. Uh, I may not do one. Mm. Yeah, I'm not, but I'm going to keep all the pizza to myself. That's fair. That's totally warranted. Because <laughs> y'all both be gone. Well, yeah. Uh, consider that payment. I don't know. <laughs> For driving me to the airport right. and, and driving me back from the yes, airport exactly. a week later. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I think also the one thing I want to throw out there was that it seems like a lot of these guys have been committed for a long time. They have. I mean, uh, like I said, Darden's been committed since late June. Jalen has been committed, gosh, it's been you know, several months. Same thing with Eccles. And uh, Jernigan was committed for a while, and then the coaching change happened. Uh, Jimbo left and uh, or got told to leave. <laughs> and so uh, reopened his recruitment. Uh, so yeah, there you go. We've got a lot of coverage on all of these signings at djournal.com and in tomorrow's daily journal. So check it out. Also be sure to check out Saturday's edition of the journal. All area football is running that day. If you don't know what that is, well, it's basically our all-star team from all the schools we cover, which is, I think football playing schools is, well, heck, I can't remember. It's 40 something. I can never remember the exact number, but it's a lot. So we have a uh, small school team for classes 1A through 3A, a first team and second team there, 12 each, and then a large school, first and second team, classes 4A through 7A. So we'll have that. We'll have Coach of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and Two-Way Player of the Year. And this year we're doing things a little different. We're doing more than what we've done in the past. We're going to have a whole special section dedicated to all area. Not only will we have all those – uh, elements I just told you about. We'll have some other stuff, like some minor awards, for lack of a better term. Kind of, you know, a, a way to kind of encompass uh, a larger part of the high school football season as it was. You know, talking about different players and teams. For instance, we're going to have like a comeback player of the year, uh, biggest turnaround team. You can probably guess what those two are. Um, but Stuff, stuff kind of like that. Some of the best moments and best individual performances. Going to have statistical leaders, offensive, because trying to gather up all the leading tacklers would just make me want to rip my hair out. Point is, it's right around the holiday season. We've put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, probably some swear words into it. Definitely, so. definitely some, some swear words. Um, uh, <laughs> it hasn't made me cry yet. Uh, it might if I open it up Saturday and find a glaring mistake I made that nobody caught. See, this is why I just never look at anything physical that I've written. I yeah. just, I just, I do. I but grab I it. Always, I grab a copy of it for as a keepsake and then never look at it. I, I'll look at it, but with a great sense of dread. <laughs> I'm so glad this is done. What I mess up? Ah, okay. Uh, but anyway, that'll be in Saturday's journal. So be sure to check it out. Been lots of good content, good photos, and whatnot. So there you go. Let's uh, wrap things up with athletes of the week. The nominees this week. For Female Athlete of the Week, Sanaya Cook of Boonville, Maddie Gray of Corinth, and Atoria Knox of Bruce. The Male Athlete nominees were Grayson Alexander of New Albany, McKinley Brown of Pontotoc, and Cole Willard of West Union. You can vote for uh, Male and Female Athletes of the Week on our Twitter page, at D Journal Sports. Uh, the polls will be posted by the time you uh, listen to this, so you'll have uh, until about noon tomorrow that is Thursday, uh, to cast your vote for Athletes of the Week. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Again, we come to you every Wednesday. iTunes, Spotify, online at preparally.djournal.com. Be sure to uh, check us out on Twitter at djournalsports. I'm on there at Brad Locke. Brendan's on there at bferrell727. And check out our sponsor, Pizza Doctor, at Midtown Point in Tupelo. 
For Brendan and Podgator, I'm Brad. I'll see you next time.